That's a raven. It's a future I can see. see. <laughs> <laughs> Not expected to join in of a moment. You know what? It's my jam, Evan. It is a tune. Uh, I am. Um, I'm more like the rap bit, though. <laughs> Do you want to try? <laughs> You know, I would, but I don't want to be recorded. <laughs> anyway, this is Making the Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. So, Katie, how are you? Well, Evan, um, I have had a week. I've had a week. I don't know if you've seen um, my message during the week. but Oh, okay. It's a giant flood in my job. I work in retail. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. It's back to school. That will give you an idea of the place I work. Back to school is a big deal. Mm-hmm. We have been closed since last Thursday. You yeah. been closed since last Thursday? Yeah, it's bad. It's still gone, still leaking. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not stressed. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, very tired um we were cleaning water for like nine hours last week mm-hmm. and then like an hour before we went home cleaners finally came in now fair places cleaners in, in the place that i work like they have been working around the clock since thursday night to keep the water at some sort of like semblance but it's it's insane then i worked an event on friday um, I had a day off Saturday, which was nice. I was like slightly hungover, and then I had to say goodbye to my cousin before she moved to Belgium. And then um, I was back in work yesterday and today, and I had a seven a.m. start on a Sunday. Disgusting! <laughs> oh God, rotten. My throat is sore. I am so tired. I ended up having a nap on the shop floor today, on a chair. Like a five, like a five or ten minute nap, I fell asleep. I was exhausted. But try back to the event that I was working. I took a beer, but I didn't take it. I got given a free beer by the bar at the end because they hadn't they had a few left over, and I forgot about it. And I found it in my fridge. So I'm gonna be drinking a beer throughout this. Evan, how are you? <laughs> well, that's that is rough. Um, I am. I'm fine. I'm fine. That is like I sound like Ross from Friends. He'd be like, "No, really, I'm fine." (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to figure my life out because I don't want to. I don't. I I don't like living in Ireland. We all know this. Yeah, we do. We all. I'm trying. I was meant to be gone by now. Not that didn't happen. I know, but stop dwelling on that. You'll get out. I promise. <laughs> well, can someone, if anyone lives in London, London, I have my sights set on you. If anyone over there wants London. to help us out. <sighs> what? I was going to be like, London is just like Dublin in the sense of like rent and whatever. But then also you get to live in London. So, you know, like it's like a better Dublin. I think it's a, it's a, <laughs> I think it's a semi okay New York. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, go if you want to go, go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm 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 on the plane right now. Recordings are no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine. I'm tired, and I'm going to Manchester this weekend. Manchester Pride. That's no, good. wait. I'm going to Manchester next weekend. <laughs> are you? <laughs> wait, no. This weekend, I'm going to Manchester. Wait, what are you doing in Manchester this weekend? Me and Erica are just going for a night for a birthday. Manchester Pride that will be there. That's actually so funny. Like That's insane. What what day are you going? I'm on Friday and we're leaving um, Sunday. I'm gone Saturday and I'm I might see you in the airport in my home. <laughs> we're flying Air Lingo, so. All right. I learned my mistake with Ryanair last time I'm not doing that again. Okay. All right, yeah. And uh, Nadine Coyle's performing, so mm. the actual Queen of Ireland. Yeah, we're not a patriarchy anymore, but if we were, she would be our queen. Yes. <laughs> Was that the right word? I'm so proud of myself. I, don't know. I think so. Yeah, it is. Look at me, guys. Out here, living life one brain cell at a time. 
Right. Okay. So we're going to move on to comments corner. So we have some comments in from last week from our Sugar Babes episode with Kevin mm-hmm. Sherwin from the podcast Things Gay People Like, which is so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. So the first, we have three comments. So the first one is Overload will always be their best song. Um, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> Here's another one. When they supported Westlife, I didn't think I would even know one song. I knew them all and bopped. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't be able to sit here and tell you a Sugar Babe song, but if it came on the radio, I'm sure as hell up dancing because I know. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final one. Keisha, Mutia and Heidi was the best lineup. Is that the first lineup? That's lineup number two. Oh. Um, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I think line number one is actually slaps. I feel like um Kevin has me sold on lineup number one, so I just <laughs> <laughs> Right, so now we're gonna move on to pop news. <laughs> so uh someone who sat down with Rolling Stone this week was Harry Styles. And mm-hmm. someone who also sat down with Rolling Stone this week was his girlfriend, Olivia Wilde. So Olivia Wilde has expressed her experience with the Harry Styles fan base and and some that disapprove of their relationship. She said, I don't personally believe the hateful energy defines his fan base at all and that the majority of them are true champions of kindness. Yeah. Remember our One Direction episode about the Directioners? Yeah. I'm just... They are ruthless. I just feel like anybody that's with Harry Styles is going to get shit. Yeah. You're going to get hate. You are with one of the most loved men on the planet, one of the most sought after men on the planet. Um, or people, I'm sure, I don't know. I'm still, I think he's he, him. I don't know. But yeah, he is. I'll just say he, him for now. Um, one of the most sought after people on the planet you're gonna get hey yeah you are also you were with jason sudeikis and then broke up with him and went to harry styles so uh, like, rumors of cheating have, they've kind of been ever present recently you're a man mm-hmm. um i'm kind of jealous of both brown <laughs> woman in me is like jason sudeikis very good and then the young girl like the old directioner in me is like Harry Styles jealous you know (laughs) that's how I am I mean she's gotten a lot of flack recently as well because it's rumoured that like Florence Pugh wasn't happy that they were sneaking around on the set of Don't Worry Darling and she was still married allegedly of course Mm. so but we don't know I mean I don't really ship them as a couple if I'm honest I I don't really pay attention to Harry Styles if I'm honest like I don't even, it doesn't even bother me that she's older. Yeah. It bothers me that, like, I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. And it's not that the fact she's older, because he's had older women before, and that's never bothered me. Yeah. I Is it because she has kids? It's because she was married and has kids. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, like, is it? And, like, I'm not saying that, like, once you have kids that you've done, you can't have anybody else, you can't, whatever, can't move on. Of course you can. But with the hottest, youngest, probably one of the richest, like, boy band members, gone solo artists in the world that you're going to have to travel the world to be with. And, and I don't know, there's just something in me that the relationship doesn't sit right. Here, she's gone to every show does she's a director and an actress is she not busy yeah and then she's got this film coming in yeah like i'm sorry are you not busy like do you have your own shit going on yeah she's only 38 though is she yeah she's very pretty look she's stunning absolutely gorgeous looking oh like yeah, just doesn't sit right with me. Oh, he's on. He's twenty eight. Oh, yeah, so it's like eleven years. 
Right. So the next one is actually about Harry Styles. So Harry Styles has responded to those who say he isn't queer because he's only publicly been with women. He said, I don't think I've publicly been with anyone. If someone takes a picture of you with someone, it doesn't mean you're choosing to have a public relationship or something. Yeah. I mean, we don't know his deal. I don't think he needs to tell us his deal. No. Nobody needs to explain anything about their lives to anybody. No matter who they are, no matter who the other person is. Like, you, If you don't want to explain something, you do not have to. No matter what. Hmm. Well, let's just let Harry live his life. I don't really pay attention, but let him live his life, I guess. Yeah. Let Harry do Harry. Yeah. So next up, uh, from a gentleman like Harry Styles to one who's very much not a gentleman, Mr. Andrew Tate. So, Andrew Tate, uh, we have, we're, get, we're on our way there, guys. We've, we're trying our best. Andrew Tate has been banned from TikTok following his bans from Facebook and Instagram. All that's left is Twitter. <laughs> Good. Oh, that man is repulsive. It's so hard to get banned from Twitter, though. Yeah. It's so difficult because anything is allowed on Twitter. So who is this man? What is he famous for? Being an arsehole. Oh, Do you know the whole deal with him? Not really, no. So, um, like I'm not really like too versed in it, but yeah. I know that he's an American British, like um he's a, a kickboxer. Oh, is he? And he was on Big Brother. Okay. Oh, I think yeah. I watched the season of Big Brother he was on, but I don't really yeah. remember. Yeah. And um, he began offering paid courses and memberships through a website um, to, like, basically be a toxic piece of arsehole shit. I'm so sorry for all the cursing, but yeah, let me get the name of his website. It's now been shut down. Um, <laughs> What is it? Yeah, I'm literally like on Wikipedia now, but it's this is true. Tate received attention for his tweets and denying his views of what qualifies as sexual harassment amid the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse cases. And for tweeting several statements about his view that sexual assault victims share responsibility for their results. Oh, Assaults, sorry. Oh, dear Jesus. Is yeah. So that's the kind he also said in 2017 that depression is not a real illness. Um, you know, there's just, and his Twitter accounts have been suspended. Before. Does he have a partner? Does he have a girlfriend? I would hope not because I really hope not. I would hope not. I would really hope not. Um, I want to try get his website. I'm just going to Google it now. Tape. He's basically the most famous incel in the world. Oh my gosh. No, he's not he's not with anyone at the moment. No, yeah. So um yeah, if anyone doesn't know about it, just kind of like watch videos on him, like go onto YouTube. Not of him, not his not his him. videos directly, but he'll pop up on your TikTok saying something stupid. Well he wants anymore. Oh well, yeah, I suppose. Anything to do with him on TikTok is gone. Bye bye. Mm. You can't talk about him. He can't post nothing. Like if you post something about Andrew Tate, like it won't get seen. Which is good. It's we good and bad. We don't need. We don't. We don't need to see or hear him. His accent no. threw me. Yeah. So basically, he's just the biggest arsehole in the world, he and he's got taken off everything, and I'm delighted about it. And men, if you agree with him, please reevaluate everything about yourselves. Yeah, the big thing with him at the minute was like he had a podcast and people were realizing that like their sons were like listening to his podcast. And um there was like this thing, I was only watching a YouTube video on it this morning, and some like woman in America was babysitting these two kids, and there was like a 12-year-old boy or something, and he was like he was fighting with his little seven-year-old sister and he said to his babysitter like um I won't let 
I won't let a woman speak to me like that or something like something crazy. Um so yeah, he's just he was teaching boys to be misogynistic. Uh-uh. <laughs> and people were not okay with it, and parents were not okay with it, and little boys were seeing this content and getting their views warped. That's so, that's damaging. It's very damaging. Very, very, very damaging. And it reminds me of I think I said about the documentary that I was watching like a little while ago about um I can't remember what it's called now. It's on Netflix. It's only fairly new. It's called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, yeah. Um, And it reminds me a lot of that situation. So, if you wanted to go down rabbit holes, look up them two things. There we go. So, final headline. Uh, we all remember the TV show X Factor. It launched the careers of One Direction, Little Mix, Leona Lewis, as well as a smattering of others. Mm-hmm. It looks like a documentary will, is underway, reportedly uh, will investigate the claims of bullying and harassment behind the scenes on The X Factor. The TV special would include interviews with former contestants and at least one of Simon Kell's former aides. Hmm. I'm excited about that. I yeah, know. I know that Zoe Alexander, uh, you should check her out on YouTube. She was like, she came on as a pink tribute act one year. Or they painted her out to be a pink tribute act. Hmm. I don't know if you know that clip, but um, she's uh, shared her experience about how it made her look and like how she almost took her own life and stuff like that and all the shit that went down behind the scenes. And yeah, I'm excited to watch that documentary. Yeah, I'm excited as well. It has a, it has a lot to explain, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> so, Katie, please introduce this week's topic. Right. So, Evan, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you could see into the future, do you think your life would be a breeze? If you could see trouble from a distance, well, it may not be that easy. No, I'm just kidding. But if you live under a rock or under the age of 20, you may not know what I'm talking about. So this week we'll be talking about three friends, one of which may be able to save the day, possibly somewhere Maybe. With the help of her three of her two friends, she tries to avoid sticky situations but ends up making them stickier. That's right, everyone. That is so Raven. So Evan, what is your history with that so Raven? My history with that's so Raven. Um remember when we got our Skybox? Yeah. Uh and we had the Disney Channel. And I discovered Disney Channel. I was like, what is this magic channel that became? <laughs> but like the fucking like ba- like existence for however many years. Uh, and that's where Raven and Lizzie McGuire were like the first two shows I watched on it. And mm-hmm. I remember that's a Raven. I remember thinking it was so funny. And I just, I just loved it uh and there was just lots of really cool moments as well over the years with that's a raven so yeah i just kind of i've grown up with it it was my childhood or a part of my childhood so yeah that's my history with that's a raven what's yours my history is the first thing i remember about that show is the theme tune mm-hmm. like it was so 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 iconic when we were younger and like um like that I remember like my friends and I think like some family members having Disney Channel mm-hmm. and I never had it for like a long time. And then when I finally got it and like was able to just like watch that or even like at my my own discretion, I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? And I just slowly became obsessed. Like I just used to want to be them. Like I used to love it so much. But yeah, I have to say like the team hold, tune holds a lot of weight for me. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, so that's my history with it. So we're going to go all the way back to 2002, I believe, um, and talk about the very first episode of That's a Raven. Katie, are you ready? I am very ready. So in class, Mr. Petricelli asks his question and Raven puts her hands up. Uh, he doesn't pick Raven and he goes after Eddie. Raven informs Mr. Petricelli that her hands up and she knows the answer. Mr. Petrocelli gets frustrated and tells the class the answer and cracks his neck. Mr. Petrocelli asks another question, and despite not having her hand up, he asks Raven. So Raven explains that if her hand is up, she knows the answer. Raven has a vision of her classmates cheering her on. Raven calls out Mr. Petrocelli. She says the class have her back on this, and they move away from her. 
Mr. Petrocelli wants to talk with Raven and her parents after school the next day. Raven's vision uh, comes true, but not, but not how she wanted it to. Raven confides in her best friend, Eddie, and he tells her to pretend to be sick. So Eddie's locker gets taken over. Raven confides in her little brother, Corey. Uh, he tells her of the three C's, cuddle, compliment, and cry. Corey gets called downstairs, so Tanya and Victor, their parents, uh, discipline Corey. He tries to cuddle into his dad, but Tanya wants Victor to focus. Tanya tells him not to try cuddling, complimenting, or crying in this case. Corey gets sent to his room, and Raven gets her $5 back. Raven tells her parents uh, kids make mistakes. So Raven's parents are proud of how mature she's become, and they gift her a phone. They leave her room, and Raven feels guilty. So Raven calls Eddie and has a vision of Petrocelli yelling at her to get her mother. Raven looks at one of her designs in the corner of her room and comes up with a plan. So Eddie plots against the locker tea thief. The bully um, uh, empties Eddie's stuff uh, out of the locker and gives Eddie the combination of his new locker. Raven arrives to the school in disguise as her mother. Raven shows Eddie the disguise and Raven tells Eddie to knock on the door while she's talking to Mr. Petrocelli. So Raven knocks over some desks and is uh, waiting for Eddie's knock. So Mr. Petrocelli asks where Raven is and she deflects, uh, still waiting for Eddie to knock. Raven leaves the room. Eddie is staring at a girl and Raven is mad he never knocked. Raven comes out of the disguise and Eddie heads to his uh, new locker. So Eddie finds out the bully has stolen more than one locker. Eddie comes up with a plan to get his locker back. So Raven tells Mr. Petrocelli and he yells at her and she comes back in disguise. So Raven is stalling at Mr. Petrocelli at this point. So he gives up and Raven is delighted. She's got off scot-free. Raven pretends to be Eddie's mom and yells at the bully to give Eddie his locker back. Raven has another vision of Victor and Tanya showing up at the school. So she steals a student's bike. Eddie confronts the bully and tries to get the locker back. Raven is Raven in disguise passes by and the bully gives the locker back. Raven shows up and Mr. Petrocelli leaves. This is when Tanya and Victor show up and she pretends to be the teacher, Miss Petrocelli. Tanya sees a picture of Mr. Petrocelli and they cop that it's Raven. So Raven's, parent, Raven's parents aren't leaving. Raven, as Miss Petrocelli, shares her feelings of her parents' view for her. Raven takes off the wig and her parents act fake shocked. Victor says he realized it was Raven after her butt went left and she went right. Raven uh, talks to her phone as her parents take it away for two weeks. So Tanya comes into Raven's room in the disguise that Raven wore. And that's when the episode ends. What a great episode. It is really good. Let's get into a discussion. Uh, I never know where to start. It is just such a good sitcom. It is. Um, how many seasons was it on for? Do you know? Four. It was four. Okay, yeah, because a lot did happen. Like there was a lot of ground to cover. Mm. Um, I have to say, their house will forever be iconic in my mind. Yeah. I used to love their kitchen. Oh yeah, their kitchen's unreal. That probably sounds so bizarre, but even as a child, I used to adore. Like I loved the little table and the booth. Mm-hmm. Adored it. And then I was like, oh my God, they have stairs in their kitchen. What? Yeah. Obsessed. I know. And then their sitting room was so iconic, obviously, because like the show was only shot in like four different places. Her bedroom, the school, the sitting room or the kitchen. That's it. So, um, oh, do you know what else I used to love? Ummies. I used to adore this. Um, the little, the little cart. What, what is that called? In like, San Francisco. Yeah, in San Francisco. What is that thing called? Oh, I've been on one. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's not like monorail, is it's it? It's not. It's a, oh, there's a name for it, and I've actually been on one. There is a name for it, but I used to love that, like, you know, when it would, like, go to the next scene, and then yeah. that would go, and they would be like, Dear. and then, yeah, I used to love it. <laughs> I love that you... What? <laughs> An exciting part of the episode for you is, a, is an establishing shot of the train car. The train car, that's what they're called. Is that what it's called? It's yeah. Like, is there not a different word for them? No, there isn't. Hmm. Because they exist in um, New, or- New Orleans, is that? Oh, do they? I haven't even I've missed New Orleans. Ah, 
I always forget San Francisco's in California. Mm. Yeah, so I think this was the first time that I'd actually seen, like, people of color on television. Yeah. Because, like, it would have been around this time, and then I would have probably seen, like, Moesha and Sister Sister later. So, yeah, it was definitely the first time I saw people of color on television, and I think it's actually, I think, is it Disney's first black sitcom? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, which is revolutionary. They didn't have one for a long time. Unless... You can't really call it, but I'm thinking of a sitcom, but I just wanted to Google something real quick. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would you say this is that Sour Raven? Um, ah, sorry, I really breathed deeply, very heavily into that. Um, so that's our Raven. It aired on 2003. Oh, I said Almost 20 years. But the Proud family. <laughs> Not the cartoon. Yeah, but still, it was black representation. It was. It's brilliant. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> no, but that was their first. That was 2001. Oh, I love the Proud family. I love the Proud family. But yeah, so, but uh, like, not cartoon wise, yes, I do think it was the first black sitcom. And then they didn't have one for ages. I think the years. next one was Casey Undercover, which would have been about, God, however many years later. Oh, like 15? Something crazy like that. Yeah. Um. Right, so the cable car system. That's it. I just got a train car. car. It is also called the Amtrak. Oh, that's it. There you <laughs> there go. There you go. <laughs> I would not let that rest. I could how, how much do you think it is for one way on that thing? Like $6. $7. Wow. I'm. So, what were you expecting? Like two? I thought, I thought you were going to be like, oh, it's like $2. Because I thought it was cheap, but it's not. Yeah. No, I just feel like America's expensive. I love America. Uh. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I, what do we think about the characters, though? As individually? Yeah, sure. I think they are well written. I think that, like, the more the show goes on, like, Chelsea becomes, like, dumber every season. Yeah. Like, the first season, she's very just kind of, like, cool and smart and kind of badass. And then she kind of becomes dumber as the seasons go on. And I've actually met the actress who plays Chelsea when I was like 11 years old in New York City. Um, Outside, she was doing Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And we were like right next door. And I, she just said hello to me briefly. And I was like, okay, dreams have come true. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. um, She's so beautiful. (laughs) And yeah, no, I think so. In terms of that, Chelsea kind of gets dumber every season. And then I feel like towards the end, they kind of lost it a little bit with the character development. Yeah. I feel like I won't making it just to make it. Yeah. There wasn't, there was no like, um, what's the word? There was not like passion behind the storylines anymore. It became really like dumb. Not that like it was dumb, but you know, like I feel like before the like characters and the storylines like had meaning and then like they were like teaching you a lesson and they were like oh there were so uh, many great lessons yeah and like not even that but like they were just like just genuinely entertaining and then by the end of it was just like people like silly funny goofy haha let's do silly funny goofy chelsea's dumb you know stuff like that yeah so i don't know but i'm not i'm not saying that to like what's the word like rag on the show like it was it's still an amazing show but I just feel like by the end it was just kind of like money 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 yeah (laughs) um yeah I just think everyone was tired of at the end I think did this show get a movie no unfortunately not I actually read something hold on yeah I'm surprised it didn't get a movie I read something about something about this movie. I mean, we know we got like a spin-off and then a reboot. What was it? Oh, never mind. I was, I was literally watching really it before. <laughs> that, was that a spin-off? What, what are you talking about? Pouring the House. That was a spin-off. But she wasn't even in that. 
But it's still a spin-off. Yeah, but it was about Corey. Yeah, but it's a spin-off from the show. (laughs) Right, oh, I have it here. A film adaptation of That's How Raven was ordered by Disney in 2005 alongside the program's fourth season renewal, which was planned for a 2007 release. Annalise Vanderpoel explained in a 2010 interview that a script for the film had been written, but that Raven Simone was too busy to be involved at the time of development. The plot would have depicted Raven starting a fashion line in France alongside Eddie and Chelsea, however the film did not enter production. Mm-hmm. What we could have had. Yeah, see, it doesn't shock me that there was a script written. Yeah. Because it did shock me that there wasn't a movie. Yeah, off the, off the back of the Lizzie McGuire movie, I think they could have done that. Yeah. But, like, in a sense, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't have been, like, raging if they did, but it's kind of nice that didn't get a movie. I feel like they all got movies. You know? Lizzie did. Hannah Montana did. They got feature films. They got feature films. Sweet Life got a really weird TV movie. Proud Family got a movie. Even Just Steven's them. got a movie, Wizards of Everly Place. Yeah, they all kind of got movies and stuff. Most of them, anyway. Most of them were like Disney Channel movies, though. Yeah, except for Lizzie and Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> and, high, and High School Musical. Well, that's um, the, that wasn't a series, it is now. That's true. But what I'm saying is that started out as a Disney Channel movie for the four. And then it got. And a then film. three, it got a feature. Yeah. Were there any like That's moments that like stick out in your head from the show or that like you just kind of remember they just pop into your head? Um one of them is the Red Lobster episode where she's like it was like one of the later seasons where she has her boyfriend. Yeah. And they went to like Red Lobster. I don't know why that sticks out, but it does. And then I think the one with the cabin. Oh, when with Chelsea's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like no, like it's not a show that like I'm like will randomly be like, oh ha, ha like this happened in, in this episode. But like even to this day, if it was on TV, I'd be like, Oh my god, and I'd sit down and I'd watch it and I'd be so invested. Yeah. I think one uh actually it's a two parter thing that kind of sticks out in my head it was called the country cousins episode do you know what i'm talking about no when raven and chelsea go to like raven's cousin's farm they live out in the country oh yeah, yeah. and she plays like the mom the dad the baby she was going full nutty professor basically yeah that's the thing about Raven Simone is that she's actually a hilarious comedic actress and comedian she's so talented i hated that episode Why? so much because there was a scene in it that was real disgusting with the food and the baby and the- oh yeah oh that was rotten yeah yeah and i still anything like that even as a child i was like disgusting get it away like, no no <laughs> not funny not funny i've i was like that kid on halloween you know when you got like the jellies that are in like the shape of eyeballs oh yeah I'm like, no, absolutely not. No. Oh, well, that freaks me out, so. I couldn't eat them. I'd be like, nah, nah, they taste disgusting. Even though they probably, if they tasted like my favorite jelly on earth, I'd still be like, nah. It's just something, or, but like, even I've always been that kind of person where like, you know, if someone's messing and like, they show you like the food that's in their mouth. Oh, God. Nah, electric chair, get away. <laughs> anything like that. Or um, another thing that I have a really big, like, thing with which is really weird is like when i smell other people's burps i know like you don't want someone burps and like like, you you kind of smell it yeah you burp and like you can smell your dinner like when that happens to me i'm like that's fine like i can i can deal with it but if i smell somebody else's burp i'm like get it away i'm like no 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 no. i can't deal with it i don't know what it is (laughs) So yeah, I didn't like that episode. Oh, oh, it's a classic. <laughs> I can't remember the episode, and I should have looked it up for the ep- for before this episode. Yes. Um, was there one where there was like she was like betting on horses? Yeah. So Eddie Eddie gets visions, 
Yes. And then there's like a someone like befriends Eddie who's like not a nice guy and to bet on horses and then he loses. Yeah. And then there's like this whole seventies montage which is hilarious. Yeah, I remember that one. How much did you want to eat at the chill grill? Oh, so much. Yeah. So much. I actually forgot about the chill grill. Like, I forgot that was a place until we started talking about that episode. And I was like, hmm. Or do you remember the one where, like, she pretended to be a celebrity? Oh, yeah, Liz Anya. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, there's so many good episodes. Um, I used to be obsessed with her bedroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, her bedroom was amazing. And when she got the basement room? Oh, I don't really remember that one. I vaguely remember, but not really. Oh, my God, it was huge. Yeah, no, I just remember the little attic one. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Uh, do you carry a lunchbox? What was that? How do you not get this reference? Because it's me, Evan. It's from the Liz Anya episode. And Chelsea oh. began to be like, I think it's like it's a rich Sharon Osborne anyway. And then she's like, Do you carry a lunchbox? Um, yeah, no, um Emily Spanapol is an amazing actress. Bro, she's fantastic. And I don't care what anybody says, she's great. Well, she's brilliant. She is. So is Raven and um, Raven is like just a comedian. Yeah, well, that's true. She she is a comedian. She's on Eddie Murphy's level, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I get you. But I want to look up something actually. Um, remember she went off the rails for a while. Raven. Yeah. Don't really remember. Yeah, she went off the rails. Went a bit mad, like. Oh, she didn't. She didn't go mad. Yes, she did. Uh, doing what exactly? I'll get it up now. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it made sense when she came out to me. Yeah. I was just kind of like, that makes sense. I love that Raven's not a straight person. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Yeah, it may, but it does make sense. Like, oh, yeah, it makes so much sense. Um, right, Raven's mom off the rails. Um, but yeah, no, uh, and do you remember the ma just went missing halfway through the show? Yeah, um. Oh, yeah, she left. Yeah, but, like, they just pretended, like, that that didn't happen. And in the show, she just, like, went on holiday. <laughs> no, they say she went to study laws, law in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, maybe I'm... Maybe it's not that she went off the rails, but, like, she just kind of fell off the face of the earth. That's what it was. Yeah, but then she came back on The View. And then she came back on Raven's Home. <laughs> Yeah, she came back on The View, was like, I'm a lesbian, and then went to Raven's home. <laughs> that sounds hateful. No, like, I'm just saying that's what happened. It's yeah. just fact. It's genuine just fact. But I think what happened was she went out of the, like, she went out of the media to find herself. Yeah. She went she to probably, art school. Yeah, she probably thought she was, like, a straight but She's probably, like, like, Walt Disney was probably, like, what's the word? corrupting her into being a straight woman. Right, well, he's he's been dead for like 500 years now, so... I meant like the label. <laughs> I think she said something about that. What? Like she said that like she couldn't come out when she was on Disney. Oh, they would have absolutely... Oh my god. Oh, then anyway. If you think Shadowbanner would have been bad, oh my god, her career would have been over. Actually, it's funny you bring this up. I was watching Raven's Home yesterday, and there's actually a trans character on it now. Huh. Brilliant. Good. Progression, you guys. Yeah, so in August 2013, Raven's mom commented that the legalization of same-sex marriage, stating that she was excited to hear today that more states legalized gay marriage, and that it was great to know 
she can now should she wish to. And I think that was before she came out. Yeah. Like fully with like, yeah. And then but, she's, she is married now. She, I was literally just about to say those words. Yeah, she's married to Miranda someone. I don't know. Miranda, where is she? Madej. Or Simone, probably. I don't know. Mm. Maybe in Heapster's names. I don't know. What do you think of Raven's Hamlet? I really like it. Yeah, like, I liked it when I watched it. Like, I watched, I think, season one and two. But I didn't get invested. Like, I didn't like, be like, oh, I can't wait for all the other seasons. Yeah. I know. Uh, So, in season five, which is the current season, they're actually back at the San Francisco house with the kitchen. Uh, Kitchen looks a bit bigger now. (laughs) Ah. Got the extension. Um, And, like, I don't know, like, who's on it? Alana Zana, who was like Adrian Bailon, who was in Cheetah Girls with Raven. Ah. And she was like the bully in that sort of Raven. And she's like the principal of the school. It's actually, it's very good. Ah. Yeah, no, I probably will watch it again when I have absolutely nothing to watch. And I'm not saying that as like a dig. Yeah. I'm saying that as like, you know, when I'm not like watching anything and I need some, because I'm still watching Friends. Um, but when I need something else to kind of like fixate on for a while, I'll probably watch it because I did really enjoy season one and two. Yeah. Do you think because we, we saw this with the Lizzie McGuire reboot, do you think, although I love Raven Sam, do you think it, it should have been a more grown up thing? Um, no. No. No, I think for fans, the dynamic makes sense. Yeah. That she, like, has kids. Yeah. And, you know, like, not that, look, I'm not saying that that's the way, like, as a woman, that's the way your life should go. Or as a person, that, like, it should be the next step of your life should be to have kids. But, like, I just feel like our generation was, is, is and was kind of, like, that was reinforced on us. Yeah. Whereas now, like, we're all making our own decisions of what if we want kids and stuff, you know, but, like, I feel like when we were growing up, they were like, you, you leave school, you go to college, you get a job, you have kids. That's just the way life went. So I feel like for the fans of the show that, like, grew up with it, the dynamic makes sense for us. Because I do think, even though it is aimed at children and a new audience and a new generation, i.e. the people who grew up with its kids, like, I feel like this Raven's Home was created to market to, oh, my God, I used to watch this when I was a kid. I'm going to make my kid watch this. Or maybe yeah. we can watch it together, do you know? Yeah. So I feel like it made sense for it to be like that. But I would like to see an un- unadulterated version of, uh, like, a, not an unadulterated, what's the word, like an un- unfiltered that's the word i don't know what you're trying to say like an unfiltered version like a not kid friendly version yeah of raven's home or like raven's house kid movie <laughs> raven's gaff one thing that i love about that's a raven and raven's home is the fashion Fashion was amazing. And like when I was younger, like for a very brief period, for like maybe four years, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized that like I can't draw. Something. I can't draw. Yeah. I can't sew. I can't do anything. Actually, I can hand sew. I can't sew. I wish I could sew. Yeah. Um, but. So, like, I used to feel, like, akin to Raven. I was like, oh, my God, like, we both want to be fashion designers. (laughs) And then I realised I'm not fashionable. um, And then I don't want to be a fashion designer anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fashion was, like, a big thing. And that's a Raven. And it just, it just, It it is still. I think now a lot of that stuff's coming back into fashion. I loved her coat and it was like the bluish kind of one. Oh, with yeah. The, the like feathery fringes on like the hands. Oh, yeah. The cuffs and, and the the tail of the coat. It was really nice. I really liked that one. Yeah, I don't know if I have any more to say on That's a Raven. 
I feel like I could talk crap all day about it. Yeah. Um, but I think I have all my main points across. Yeah, if we just, we can work some stuff in. But now I'm going to talk about the cast, who are all incredible. And uh, we're going to talk about where they are now. Go for it. So first up, we have Rondell Sheridan. So he played Victor Baxter, a Raven's father, and he was the owner of the Chilgrill. So before landing his role, he was best known for his role on Minor Adjustments as Ron Ames. Film-wise, he's appeared in Raise Your Voice and If It Ain't Broke, Break It. He has turned his head to directing and has directed various short films over the years. TV-wise, he's appeared on Cousin Skeeter, Just for Laughs, Hannah Montana and Finding the Funny. He reprised his role of Victor Baxter for the spin-off Cory in the House and currently plays the same role in Raven's Home. Hmm. So next up we have Tikia Crystal Kima. Not sure if that's even her last name. Uh, so she played the outlandish and at times crazy Tanya Baxter, Raven's mother. Uh, before landing the role, she had recurring and main roles on In Living Colour and Cosby. TV-wise, she's appeared in Batman Beyond, Static Shock, My Wife and Kids, Teen Titans, Jury Duty, and Kidding. Film-wise, she has appeared in The Creature of the Sunny Side, Up Trailer Park, She-Rock, uh, What Happened Last Night, Revival, and Patsy Lee and the Keeper of the Five Kingdoms. She left Atel Raven towards the end of the third season to become a carer for her sick grandmother at the time. So during this time, she turned to education to teach acting, and she is set to reprise her role as Tanya Baxter in the season five finale of Raven's Home. Oh, that's nice. Next up, we have Kyle Massey. So he played the scheming evil little brother, Corey Baxter. Yeah. And his real and his real life has been just as eventful. So since appearing uh, on the sitcom, Kyle Massey has, has appeared in films such as Beethoven's Christmas Adventure, Senior Project, Ripped, Bad Company and Dutch. He starred in the Disney Channel original movie, Life is Rough. He has appeared on shows such as The Electric Company, Gotham, Being Mary Jane, and The Mind of Jake Paul. Um, he has gotten a lot of voice work, uh, uh, ro- voicing roles on American Dragon, Jake Long, Fish Hooks, and Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He also competed in the 2010 season of Dancing with the Stars. He reprised his role of Cory Baxter for the spin-off Cory in the House. Recently, he has run into some legal troubles. However, uh, Massey was charged in King County, Washington, on one count of immoral communication with the minor, where he allegedly sent lewd photos to a 13-year-old girl. The criminal charge came after a 2019 lawsuit whose allegations Massey denied, saying that the lawsuit was an extortion attempt and that in early 2019, the attorneys representing the minor had demanded $1.5 million, threatening to go public with the allegation if he did not comply. The lawsuit also stated that Massey had known the accuser since she was four years old. Uh. 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 Also, he's always hanging out with all like influencers and stuff as well. <laughs> Drake Bell who? He hangs, he hangs up with Bryce Hall. All the time. That's weird. I'm Jake Paul. Like, who are you hanging out with? I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me that he's hanging out with them. Like, he was famous when he was a kid. Like, they're technically famous now, like, in, like, the eyes of, like, the internet and stuff. So, like, it's fine. Like, that's grand. That doesn't give me the ick, but, like, the legal stuff. like, illegal stuff is a bit... It is a bit gross, but, you know, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. There we go. So, next up, we have Orlando Brown. So, he was once the golden boy of Disney. Uh, he played Eddie Thomas, of course. Film-wise, he appeared in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, The Proud Family Movie, Christmas in Compton, We the Party, Straight Outta Compton, American Boy, American Boy Band, and Bloody Hands. Uh, TV-wise, he appeared in One-on-One, Phil of the Future, The End, and Hell's Kitchen. He had uh, main voice roles in The Proud Family and Fillmore. However, yeah. he's gotten in some, some... Sorry? I was like, oh... <laughs> However, he's gotten in some hot hot water legally. Brown has been arrested multiple times over the years, charged with theft, possession of drugs, sleeping with a prostitute, as well as abusing his ex-girlfriend. Orlando Brown has since made some damning claims against his former co-star Raven Simone, claiming the two had a relationship. She was pregnant with his child and aborted his baby, and he even tattooed his her face on his neck. Raven has denied these claims and refuses to comment on the tattoo. Um, <laughs> he's he's not well. Uh, I know. Maybe I don't want to learn about these people. I used to love Kyle and Eddie. Eddie, we like. 
Well, oh, fine. Eddie and Corey, we can like, okay, them do not really. I don't know. That's kind of t- like tainting it for me. It's not tainting. They, they, they're characters. Yeah, but the people that play the characters are abusers and child peoples. I don't want to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> He's no one talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a serious thing, but my God, the way she said it. I know, I just didn't want to trigger anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to say the P word. You know? um, so hopefully if anyone does have trauma, it's now washed over by comedy. Woohoo! There we go. Lighten up the mood. Yeah, exactly. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. So Evan can talk about dark topics. I can make jokes. I'm not making light of it. No, they're yeah. both very serious allegations. But I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. So there we go. So let's move on to Annalisa Vanderpool. Uh, so she played Raven's homegirl and best friend, Chelsea Daniels. Uh, Annalisa has had quite the career. Film-wise, she's appeared in Horror High, Brats, Vampire Sucks, Extremely Extremely Decent, Wash Wizard, Cats Dancing on Jupiter, and Five Weddings. TV-wide, she's appeared in Kim Possible, uh, The Batteries Down, Friends with Benefits, Shake It Up, Shane and Friends, and Bunked. She has taken to stage, appearing in various productions such as Beauty and the Beast, Meet Me in St. Louis, Emma, The Importance of Being Earnest, and Annie. She reprised her role of Chelsea Daniels for Raven's Home. However, the character was removed in season five due to changes in the story. She is currently part of a girl group that sings Disney princess songs and tours the US. Hmm. Making money. Did you know that Raven had a baby? Raven had a baby. I think so. Are you talking? Are you thinking about her Peter Girls co-star who had a baby recently? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I said Raven Small gives birth. I don't think she's pregnant. Oh. Her co- Adrian Bailon, who was in the Cheetah Girls with her, had a baby. Re wait, I well, I'm really confused. Oh, I think it's an internet rumor. Okay. okay, so we're gonna move on to the one who may or may not have a baby. I'm assuming she does. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. Her colors are baby reasoning. Congratulations, Adrian. Oh, they do. I think like her and her wife do want to each carry a child. There we go. Get it. I mean, three of the four Cheetah Girls have babies, so let's get the fourth one. Come on. Yeah, let's make let's make Cheetah Girls two point There we go. No, I'm just kidding, Raven. Don't put your kid in, like you have enough money. You don't need to make your kid famous. Like, let them do that when they're older. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't. You were child star too. Like, if you happen to listen to this, which I'm sure you will when it airs on Friday. But there we go. you know, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about clearly Please. sitting in my mom's bedroom. All right, moving on. Uh, so we're going to talk about the star of the show, Raven Simone. Uh, so she started acting when she was three years old. And before landing the part on her own show, she was best known for her roles on The Cosby Show and Hanging mm. with Mr. Cooper. Film-wise, she's appeared in Dr. Doolittle, The Princess Diaries 2, Fat Albert, College Road Trip, A Girl Like Grace and Mighty Oak. She voiced Iridessa in the Tinkerbell franchise. She played Galleria in one of my absolute favorites, The Cheetah Girls 1 and 2. She also voiced Monique in Kim Possible. TV-wise, she's appeared in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, American Dad, Sonny with a Chance, Casey Undercover, Nashville, Empire, and Bunked. She played Georgia in the short-lived sitcom The Great State of Georgia. She was a co-host on The View and had a recurring role on Blackish. She competed in The Mass Singer and is a voice actor on Big City Greens. She reprised her role of, of Raven Baxter on an episode of Cory in the House and currently plays the character in the spin-off Raven's Home. She does indeed. Yeah, that so true. that's absolutely brilliant. So that we're going to talk about the success of That's a Raven. Go for it. So although it doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score, that we're just going to see how much higher than rent. Oh, uh, absolutely. If it's not higher than rent, we have problems. <laughs> there we go. So That's a Raven was nominated for two primetime Emmys for children's programming. Um, it was the first Disney Channel show in history to get a fourth season and surpass 100 episodes uh, due to being the highest rated show before Hannah Montana came along. And mm. uh, it garnered not one, but two spin-offs with Corey in the House and Raven's Home. It did indeed. 
did. So where is my? So now school is in session. Katie, it's time Woo! for the pop quiz. Uh, These are ten questions, all for Katie. All about that's a raven. Katie, are you ready? I am. So question one: Which character is vegetarian? Chelsea. That's correct. Woo. Question two: What city does Raven live in? San Francisco. That's correct. Woo. Question three: Multiple choice. Which former Full House star appeared in an episode of That's So Raven? Was it Candace Cameron Burr, Jodie Sweetin, John Stamos, or Mary Kate Olsen? Oh, I don't know. Uh, John Stamos. It was actually Candace Cameron. Was he? Yeah. Wow. Question four. What is the name of the restaurant Victor opens? <laughs> we said this earlier. I know. The chill grill. Yeah. Okay. Question five. This is worth two points now. <sighs> That's how Raven did a crossover with t- which two other Disney Channel shows? Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. And there's another one. Yeah. Liz, mm, Liz Miller. No. I don't know what you know. Hannah Montana. Oh. That's so sweet, Life of Hannah Montana, an event. Oh, it was the same crossover. Yeah. I was tired about separate crossovers. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, okay, that's fine. It'll just give me half a point for that. No, you get one point because there were two answers. Haha, <laughs> just. <laughs> Question six, multiple choice. Which American Idol judge guest starred on That's a Raven? Simon Kell, Paula Abdul, Randy Jackson, or Katy Perry? Randy Jackson. With Paula Abdul. Oh, Randy Jackson was like Harley. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the episode where the yeah, teacher the puts the Randy Jackson closet. Yeah. yeah. Question seven, true or false? Alana is played by Raven's Cheetah Girl co-star, Adrian Bailon. True. Yep. Question eight. Which character had a pet rat named Lionel? Um, Corey. Yep. Question nine. What do Raven and Chelsea make for a party at the Chill Grill gone wrong? Um, a cake. It's like a giant something. Cake? It's pizza. Oh. And question ten. True or false? Raven doesn't get a job at a clothing store because she's black. True. That is true. I remember that episode, actually. Groundbreaking. Yeah. So next up, we're going to put That's So Raven on our pop scale. We rank it out of five bases, based in pop culture and how we like it. Katie, what do you give That's So Raven? I'm going to give it a four because I really like it. Um, I loved it growing up. I'd still watch it now. She's doing great. She's doing amazing. Um, I'm so proud of her. And... I just think she deserves a four. What about you, Evan? I'm also going to give it a four. Yeah. Pretty revolutionary. First black Disney sitcom. Live action Disney mm-hmm. sitcom. Uh, I love the spinoff. I think Raven is incredibly talented. I think she's such an amazing comedic actress. Amazing. Um, I just think, yeah, I think the show is holds a special place in our memories and hearts. Yeah. And I think it's just great comedy. Um, but the quality does fall down towards the end. So that's why I'm not giving it the full five. It does. It does fall down. And it, like it was short lived and stuff like that. But it's still like as a franchise will hold a special place in my heart. Okay. So next up we're going to talk about what's popping. Meaning what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Honestly, nothing. Yeah. Um, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been very busy. I've been busy. Um, I have. I've been so busy. Oh, I know you have. I like. I do my usual. I listen to my therapist ghost. And, you know, I listen to talking bollocks. These are all podcasts. Yeah. Um, hold my drink with Charlene and Ellie. Every single one of these has been technically an Irish podcast so far. I'm very deep in the Irish podcast scene at the minute. I really like it. I think we're all good. Um, just pointing that out there. 
and friends i've been watching friends in the evenings because it's nice and it's easy and it chills me out and stardew valley because that's the game i've been playing on switch for like nearly a year now and that also chills me out evan give me some inspiration what's popping with you okay well still high school musical the musical the series school season series, three yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna say like, yeah 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 <laughs> i'm gonna say it with you next week there we go there we go okay and Demi Lovato's album Holy Fuck their new album do you uh, she's she now Is it, does she not use all four well yes yeah, it's hard to keep up it's hard to keep up but it's yeah I actually thought you were going to talk about that in pop news to be honest but no um, do you like it do I like the album or do I like Demi <laughs> well, well no, I, res- yeah. I stand Demi for the music the album though I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it I really like it it's not rock, though, is it? It's not. No. Which it's kind of Avril Lavigne, I would say. I heard... Oh, I also listened to a popular opinion podcast. I heard, I know I'm taking Carla's words. It's pop punk with more pop. I like it, but I'm fine with that. Like, I don't really mind. Yeah. I think 29 is a brilliant song. Hmm. I'll have to give it a listen. I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't interject. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I'm listening to Conan Gray's album, Kid Crow. I really like that as well. Hmm. Um, what else am I enjoying right now? I can't think of anything. <laughs> That's okay. I can't think of anything, but if it comes back to me, um, I'll say it next week. Uh, so Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It a Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if you'd like to share us with any of your family or friends, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Yeah, that was our episode on That's Our Raven and you'll hear from us next week. <laughs>